Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Drew Shelley, one of the pastors here. It is our hope and prayer that the message you hear today will help you connect deeply with the love of God we know in Jesus. Also, we'd love to connect with you so that we can share life and faith together. If you'd like more information about this church family, or if you want us to contact you, you can visit our website, fumcm.org, or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at FUMC Borough. If you're looking for a place to belong, we have that place for you in one of our classes or small groups, as a part of one of our mission teams, or in either our modern or traditional worship services, which both meet at 1015 on Sunday mornings. First United Methodist Church is a warm and welcoming community of people committed to the idea of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know Him, love Him, and serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. We hope this week's message helps you in your own personal journey towards knowing, loving, and serving Jesus in your life. verses 1 through 20. Hear the word of the Lord. In those days a decree went out from Imperial Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth to Galilee in Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all of the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen 
as it had been told to them. This is the word of God to the, for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, we thank you that you are indeed with us, just as you always are, but with us in a very special way on this night. Your word has been opened, and we listen carefully now for your voice to speak your truth to us. And so we pray, Lord, that you would send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds to everything you would say to us today. We give you thanks for the gift that is changing our lives forever. The gift that we celebrate tonight. We pray all this in his name. And may the people of God say, Amen. Almost uh, three years ago now, a late Christmas gift changed our life forever. <laughs> it was just after Christmas, uh, Saturday night, January the 7th, 2017 to be exact. We were expecting Annabelle on February the 17th, which if you're counting is about six weeks later than this date of January the 7th. And so, uh, quite literally, nothing was ready. Nothing. We didn't have a nursery. We didn't have a car seat. All we had, we thought, was time to get all that stuff together. And so it happened. We didn't really have that time. About 8 o'clock that night, Shannon had a little contraction. She said, I, I think I'm having a contraction. I, I said, what is that? <laughs> she said, you should have come to that class. You would have known, but you didn't... <laughs> you didn't come. We anxiously called the hospital. It happened two or three more times, and, and they said, oh, no, it's just, it's too early. Just, just track it. Just track it. And so I broke out my purpose-built spreadsheet that I had had. Uh, time of contraction, duration, distance between, special scale for intensity that we had developed together. I mean, we had it all down pat. There was an, another column we'll get to in just a minute. Anybody could see, anybody could see from the automatically generated graph in the spreadsheet that things were getting worse quickly, okay? I was getting more and more nervous. And, and on the third telephone call to the hospital, Nurse Ratchet said, uh, well, just get on down here. Just get on down here. I can't deal with you over the phone unless you can measure dilation. And I said, well, that's what my last column in the spreadsheet is for. I can't measure dilation. <laughs> I have asked Shannon repeatedly to let me measure, and she will not. So we'll just have to come down there. <laughs> we made our way down there. She didn't want any part of me measuring that. So about 11 o'clock in the night, uh, a very nice uh, state trooper stopped us and gave us a word of encouragement on I-40. 87 in a 70, I believe it was. That's my best one so far. It was really good. But he took one look at... <laughs> now, Colin, was that you again? <laughs> this happened one time before. Huh? Welcome, Colin. Welcome. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He, he took one look at Shannon and he said, uh, Oh, my goodness. Just go on. Go on. Just name him after me. He heard me exclaim as we drove out of sight, it's a she, not a he, and I'm proud of it tonight. <laughs> we left him sitting there on the side of the interstate. 
when we finally arrived, uh, the nurse was just as cool as a cucumber. Oh my goodness. She uh, said, let's see what's going on. Uh, this is your first child? Yes. Uh, you're kind of old, I guess. Okay, yes, whatever. It's, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. It's way too early. You know, we'll just check you out. So nurses came and went. Everybody was just so calm about the whole thing. And I, I assumed that we would shortly be heading back home, that nothing was happening. About midnight, I went out to see the charge nurse, Nurse Ratchet, and I said, I said, let me explain something to you. I am a preacher. It is Saturday night. I have got to preach at two services and teach Sunday school in the morning. Can you tell me if we'll be out of here by 5 a.m.? <laughs> because if we can get out of here by 5 a.m., I can get home, take a shower, put on my suit, and get to the church, and nobody will ever know that this happened. I'll just be a little sleepy. If we can get out of here by 5 a.m., do you think we can accomplish this together? She said, honey, you're about to have a baby. You're not going anywhere. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's the first I've heard of it. You better, you need to go tell my wife. I don't think she knows that this is happening. She did know. She did, I did not know, but Santa knew what was, was happening. In the wee hours of the morning, I was pacing the floor in the hallway, just so nervous. Shannon thought I might enjoy some time away from her, not in her room. <laughs> I wasn't a lot of help, and so I, I was out there, and I ran into another fella who had also been invited to leave his room. And uh, we got together and encouraged each other in our anxiety. It was really bad. We just got more and more upset and worried the more we talked about what could happen this could happen that could happen what do we do if this happened oh it was just we got so worked up we were just wringing our hands and standing at the end of the hall and up walks a young very young man and he says what's wrong with y'all he's just standing there drinking a coke and eating some chips and wants to know what's wrong with y'all I said, we're having babies. Do you know what can go wrong with having babies? There's all kinds of things that can go wrong. Let's go through the list. We've just worked on a list of all the things that could happen. He said, y'all need to calm down. Don't worry. Let me just tell you how this is going to play out. And I said, how old are you? <laughs> 17. <laughs> 17. Really? My new friend said, what do you know about having babies? And he said, well, this is my third baby this year by the third different mama. What do you want to know about having babies? <laughs> it was really exciting, but we listened carefully. <laughs> we listened carefully to our young teacher and uh, we felt a lot better after he told us what was gonna happen. We should have gone to that class, but we didn't. Things started heating up about 7.30 Sunday morning. All these people came flooding into the room, and I, I wondered what that was about. I, I leaned over to Dr. Nguido, our pediatric specialist, a, a wonderfully kind man, and I said, hey, what are all these people doing in here? And he said, oh, they are here just in case. Just in case. And I said, in case of what? Thank goodness, thank goodness, before he had time to answer that question, little Miss Annabelle made her sudden and early arrival. 
safely and with perfect health. It was truly incredible. It was incredible. The best part, I think, was all the visitors. We had family, friends, some people we didn't even know that just came by to see what was going on. Here's our baby. Here's our baby. Can we hold your baby? Absolutely, you can hold our baby. Use some hand sanitizer. You can hold our baby. Isn't she perfect? Yes, she's perfect. Oh, she's, she's early, in a hurry, just like her daddy. Yes, that's right. She's sweet and beautiful, just like her mama. Yes, that's right. We felt, I think, a little bit of what Mary and Joseph felt on this night so long ago. Not as parents of the Messiah, certainly, but as parents. Just parents who are blessed to hold such a sacred, sacred gift in our arms, in our hearts. I wonder what those shepherds felt keeping watch over their flocks by night. It is a strange thing that the good news of the Savior of the world would come first to shepherds. Shepherds, well, shepherds were nobodies, okay? They were throwaway people. That's what shepherds were. They, they were not smart. They didn't matter. Uh, they served an important function in society, but you lose one, you got 20 others waiting in the wings. That's how it was with shepherds. They were uneducated. They were dirty. They lived outside almost their whole lives. Not exactly what you would think of as the first stop for the angel of the Lord to make. Maybe, uh, maybe the angel might fly over the shepherds on his way to see some other more important people. Maybe the shepherds would see a flash of light or overhear a very loud angel talking to some more important people over here. But why in the world would that angel ever entrust this profound news to shepherds? Nobody listens to shepherds. They might not understand. You spend all your time wandering around with sheep. You wouldn't be very smart either. Why shepherds? Why shepherds? Perhaps the Lord our God is making a point. God seems very close to the least of these. Mary herself is a poor, uneducated girl. Joseph is a nobody from a no-name town called Nazareth. They are all throwaway people. The Lord our God seems to like these throwaway people. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the shepherds in their delight to have heard this news running through the middle of the night, their little sheep trundling along behind them, trying to keep up as they make their way to Bethlehem. They have no idea where to go. The star maybe somehow stops over the Bethlehem Motor Lodge and they go in and knock on the door of the manager and say, hey, wake up. We're trying to find this woman who's going to have a baby. He said, I know exactly who that is. She's not in a room now. She's not in a room. She's out in the hay barn. You'll have to go out there. And they say, oh, that's good. We would much rather go to the hay barn. We're not dressed to go in a very fine motel room like this one here. They go around to the back and Joseph steps out to see what all the commotion is about. You'll have to wait just a few minutes, fellas. Mary's busy right now. She's in the milk barn, if you know what I mean. She's feeding that baby. These shepherds say, we'll be happy to wait. We heard about this baby. The angel said, unto you, unto us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. 
The angel said, good news for all people. Isn't that what the angel said? The angel said, good news for all people. That's what he said. All people. We came to see for ourselves. Can we just come in for a minute? Just for a minute. Those shepherds have no idea the irony of that proclamation and this situation where, where God, God is asleep on the hay with the throwaway people. Can we hold him? Can we hold him, Mary? Can we please just hold him just for a minute? Yeah, you can hold him. Just wash your hands the best as you can and, and don't, let, don't let the fleas from your beards get on him if you can. Just try not to do that. But yes, you can hold him. I suppose he belongs to you just as, he much, just as much as he does to me. Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. But these shepherds, they were transformed. They held the Savior of the world in their arms. And they didn't need a seminary degree to understand what that meant. They went home glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them, to them, the throwaway people. I wonder, what do you hold in your arms, in your heart on this most sacred night do you know the joy the joy of holding the Savior of the world the Messiah the Lord in your heart I hope you do he already knows the joy of holding you in his heart he brings salvation which is peace with God peace with each other and a peace that lovingly actively faithfully seeks the good of all people all people there is no greater gift except except perhaps the calling that comes with this gift to take up the mantle of our brothers, the shepherds, to return home glorifying and praising God, making known to the world what we, this night and every night, hold in our hearts the good news that with God there are no throwaway people. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace. It starts with you following Jesus every day of your life. We follow him first to this table to share in a meal of love that reminds us of who we are. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, may the people of God say, Amen.